This episode is brought to you by our partnership with Suncoast Credit Union. I want to grow. I want to be better at my job every day. Yeah. And I feel like if you always take the perfect, easy kids that don't really need anything from you, you're not growing. Mm. But also, a lot of those kids, they just need someone to to love them. Yeah. Right? You know, like, there have been times where, like, I've gotten onto a kid, we've had that conversation, but then it's, you know I still love you. I love that. Right? And to feel wanted, don't we all want that? You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> to feel valued. Yeah, everyone wants to be picked, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ignite Project. I'm Jessica Solano, teacher engagement leader with Polk County Public Schools. And today we have the awesome honor of getting to have another fabulous Polk County Public Schools teacher with us, Miss Brandy Kanoy. Welcome, Brandy. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. So Brandy is a fifth grade teacher at one of our elementary schools, Jesse Keene Elementary in Lakeland, Florida. And Brandy, this is your second or third year teaching? Uh, third year. Third year. Yes. So she recently graduated from Polk State um, College with an education degree. I even like to say that I helped with that because she did her, one of her field studies in my class. So I got to know you in the science class and doing experiments and everything. Um, and so did really well there, like awesome with like total leadership. I felt like watching you go through your undergrad program and becoming a teacher. And I've loved getting to see you like hit the ground running and get into mentor programs, get into all kinds of professional learning and just really just go like full bore go, even though this is a crazy time to be a teacher, right? Yeah. Like you have just jumped in full steam. And is that like how you always are? Or are you kind of just like focus on in education, in my career, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, I feel like I always just, I'm either 130% with something <laughs> or 0%. There's no, like, middle, so I'm either fully committed or nothing. Yeah. And I feel like I just love teaching, and so it's always been where, like, most of my energy goes. Yeah. I can tell. I love it. And that's, and that's really what we need right now, I think, with everything going on. Teaching has never been something that's been easy to do, but especially now with, you know, going through a pandemic and then all of the trauma that comes with it. We're seeing it in our students' behaviors and how they're acting with it. It's even more so now, I think, than previous, you know, that we have been. And so I think it's so awesome that the topic we're really going to hit on today is about teaching that kid, right? the kid in your class that um, that is causing these behaviors, that's the kid that you're like, oh my gosh, maybe they'll be absent today. <laughs> Those kids are never absent. <laughs> They're never, ever, ever absent. So focusing on how do I do this and how do I do this well? I don't want this child to just go through my classroom, right? But yes. how do I actually make an impact so that it's not just continuing over and over and over again? Um, so all that just really, I just kind of want to frame it as, because a lot of teachers, when they get into the classroom, they don't always expect what it's going to be like. Mm -hmm. So was, I'm going to ask you, was teaching what you thought it would be? And you went through an education program, right? It prepared you for it. Yes. So what do you think? Was it what you expected? I feel like there are ways, I feel like in terms of content and like how to teach, I was really well prepared. I don't think anything can prepare you for classroom management because yeah. it's so different not just year to year, but just being departmentalized, even class to class. What works with one of my classes doesn't always work right. with the other. So I think it's always being willing to change and grow and try different things yeah. and that kids are individual human beings and they all have to be treated individually. Yeah, absolutely. And did you see that more when you started taking over your own classroom? Was there like a shift between doing the internship and the field studies and now 
this is it. You're their teacher. Yes, very much. Um, I mean, the school that I did my, like, internship at, like, didn't really have behavior issues, so Mm -hmm. I didn't really get to practice any of that. And then my very first day, things are going great, having a good day, (laughs) got my own class. I feel, like, grown up, and, you know, I'm a teacher. And we go to specials, and I have a student. He's just absolutely refusing to go to PE. Like, (laughs) nothing I can say is going to make him walk any further down the sidewalk. And I'm like, great, I'm brand new, and now I have to go to the principal because I have this kid that won't move, (laughs) and what am I going to do? And, you know, and then I learned that the year prior, he had gotten to, like, a cursing argument with our PE coach and ran off campus and ran home and got his mom because he lived very close oh and it like became goodness. this whole like this whole thing that I knew nothing about um and that really kind of changed my mindset because in the moment I was just like this is just this annoying kid that's making me look terrible why won't he just go to PE what oh. kid doesn't want to go to PE and <laughs> um and then we just I don't know for whatever reason we kind of just bonded after that like I always pulled him from small groups I read AR books with him every day like he just I don't know he became my person yeah that's just an awesome story. And I think it's it perfectly frames that we don't know what's going on. Like you're yeah. saying, I don't know this whole other story. All I know is you don't want to go to PE and you're making me look bad. What's yeah. going on? Um, and I love your authenticity in that, in that there is so much more beneath the behavior that we don't see, right? And so that kind of gets into this idea of talking about behavior problems. And sometimes we say, oh, I've got three behavior problems in my class this year. And... To me, I'm like, maybe don't say I have three behavior problems. I have three students who are struggling with behavior or three kids who are, you know, having these really big behavior issues, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, But I think there's something there when we label it as a behavior problem. Like this, you are a behavior problem compared to you struggle with that. Yeah, of course. And I feel like, you know, you get... You get your roster for the year, right? And mm-hmm. every teacher, especially because I teach fifth grade, so I'm the end of the elementary spectrum. So every teacher they've had before them has some experience or story for that student. And it's right. like, oh, watch out for this one and that one and this one and this one does this thing. But sometimes it's just personality conflicts. The same way as adults, when we meet other adults, we don't always click with them. You know, right. there might be someone you just don't get along with for whatever reason. So sometimes they come to me and it's completely different. And I'm like, wait, you said... This kid's lazy? Yeah, he's never been lazy in my room. I would have never guessed that he was lazy. And we put those things out there, and it plants a seed. And so now the teacher's mm-hmm. like, oh, I got this kid, and I heard he's terrible. And you're already, like, you've already formed an opinion about someone before you've met them. Right. And I think that changes the way we approach them and ultimately affects the dynamics between you and that student in your whole classroom. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that happens every year. You know, and I think... Honestly, we have good intentions, right? Like, oh, let me see who's on your roster, and I'm going to give you the inside scoop so that way you're not learning them all over again starting from zero, But which is helpful, especially if you're like, hey, this mom, she really prefers to be texted versus emailed. You know, yeah. like stuff like that yeah. is helpful. But then you have that downside of now, like you're saying, already putting this kind of mindset in my head about this kid, this kid, this kid, where if they had come fresh, you know, maybe they came from Alaska. Now we have no idea. We've got to figure it out. They can get a fresh start. But sometimes we're not giving these kids fresh starts because we keep going to the next teacher saying, you better watch out for that kid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was your first year. But then as we've been talking and kind of hearing your story, you are talking about how you love getting kids who struggle with these behaviors and you even like ask for them to be in your class yes so why what is that why why do you why do you have this desire to have them in your class I think it's because I had I was able to form those relationships I feel like 
that's part of wanting to grow. Like, yeah. you know, that's kind of why I do all the things, the mentor program, wanting to be in these other things. Like, I want to grow. I want to be better at my job every day. Yeah. And I feel like if you always take the perfect, easy kids that don't really need anything from you, you're not growing. Mm. But also, a lot of those kids, they just need someone to to love them, yeah. right? You know, like, there have been times where, like, I've gotten onto a kid, we've had that conversation, but then it's, you know I still love you. Right. And I think you have one this year that I specifically asked for. I had his brother two years ago, my first year, and there was a day where he didn't want to come to school because he felt like I was upset with him, and we had a conversation like, you know I asked for you. Yeah. I went to our principal and I said, I want you in my classroom. And that really changed things because I don't think he's ever felt wanted. Yeah. Um, so, and I think now, you know, he still has good days and bad days, not really behavior-wise. He's very sleepy. But <laughs> other than that, like behavior problems, I don't have, you know, there's no outbursts. There's no arguments. It's mm-hmm. just some days we're really motivated and others we're not. And right. we're going to get as many motivated days as we can. Yeah. I love that. And to feel wanted, don't we all want that? You know, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. want to feel valued. Yeah. I want to Everyone feel wants to be picked, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And we don't know that, I think a lot of times we think as teachers, that we'll, the conversations we're having, the students are not going to know about, or they don't realize that we feel this way, but they do. Yeah. They hear what you're saying when you're talking about them going down the hallway, and they, they might overhear a conversation you're having. And even if you're not talking about it, like you're saying, they can sense it. Mm-hmm. And you can have these tough conversations, but again, following up with, I love you. I'm so glad you're in my class. I'm so excited that you're here today. You know, and having that element of the dynamic instead of it being like, great, you're here today. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so you told me this story about the student with the referrals, mm-hmm. so many referrals, and then you had requested him in your class. So can you, what, tell us about that story. How did that go? And he's another one who, again, our, the culture of our school, a lot of our students come from very large families. So the fact that I teach fifth grade, a lot of times I've had a sibling or a cousin or someone, so yeah. most of them know me prior to coming to me. Um, and he was just they had a really difficult family situation this summer right before that school year started and those of us that had been at the school knew of it because again they're a very large family and he needed he needed firmness dad was removed from the home and dad was the authority Mm -hmm. so once that was gone there was nothing left at home Mm -hmm. so he needed someone that wasn't going to accept his chaos but also that was still going to love him at the end of the day Mm -hmm. but a lot of it was just dismissal he would stand in the hallway with me at my duty station and we would just talk about life soccer games what he wanted to do when he got older just what he enjoyed doing for fun just getting to know him but he was also really interested in learning about me as a person Hmm. and I think the fact that I was just honest with him and open with him really helped just build that connection and then yeah it got to things were getting really bad towards the end of the year um and I was just like I'll take him for the rest for like the last like 40 days of school um and you know we had a very we sat we talked like you can't get a referral anywhere not my room not anywhere at specials not at lunch like you can get in trouble nowhere or you're going back right so that and it just, I don't know, it worked. <laughs> yeah. He had that motivation that <laughs> you're seeing him and you're all on the same team. We have a plan. Yes. I love that. Awesome. And to go from so many referrals then to nothing, that speaks to the power of relationships. Yeah. And then he came back, orientation, like there aren't any siblings currently in fifth grade. And he came in just to say hi. And then yeah. he was like, what seat's mine? And I'm like, anyone you want. <laughs> like, I would happily take you. Yeah. So it's 
good to keep that. Yeah, that relationship. Yes. I love that. And it's, we keep talking about this on the show, and every time it looks a little bit different, but this idea of building relationships with kids in order to help stop the behavior. And I think that that sometimes, I know I've been there where there's just, just this disconnect of how is me wanting to know what his favorite food is and what he does for fun at home, how is that going to help with him acting out? But it really, and nothing is a magic pill, right? Like no. there's, like you're saying, uh, they still have days. Yes, <laughs> it's not perfect. Course. Yeah, But it's, I think it goes along with our underlying need to want to feel connected to people and want to feel like you're not a burden on people and mm-hmm. that you are someone believes in you and the power that comes with that is just obviously something that's significant enough to be able to impact these behaviors. Yeah, I just think sometimes we forget that kids are people. Yes. Personalities and especially by the time they get to fifth grade, they're really becoming their own person and that's one of my favorite things about teaching fifth grade is just watching them become individuals and develop their own interest and really coming into their personalities and you know so if that means I have to go home and watch some anime show that I've never (laughs) heard of in my life so I can have a five-minute conversation about it in the morning or watch a sporting event whatever it is that's going to create that connection Mm -hmm. that's going to let them know I took some of my own time to get to know something about them yeah it's worth it in the long run because then I'm not managing behaviors all day right right I love that so, and then that's a great segue because we're talking about you're going home and you're, you're watching these anime movies or you're following up with them on whatever else things that they're interested in. But then also making sure that you're not getting to a point where you're burnt out either. Because as much as you are doing such a great job in building relationships, it doesn't mean it's any less hard. Am I right? Right. So what are some things that you do to be able to kind of help you keep your sanity and, and still be able to come back refreshed, ready to start over? Um, I think... The initial is just trying to find common interests. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I like football. I watch football. So, usually that's a quick, easy, go-to common. Like, most of my boys, for the most part, play football or into sports. That's an easy one to be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then finding commonalities amongst my kids. The beginning of the year, I always do, like, an about-me thing. You know, so if I've got ten kids that are all watching this same show – it's an easy one to attack instead of trying to attack individual things. But then it just helps day to day. Like managing behavior takes a lot of work and energy, especially emotional energy. So when you're not having to invest that in a negative way, like, yeah, I'm putting it out a lot of energy to do these other things, but it's positive energy Mm. and not negative energy, which is far more draining for me anyhow. So I feel like it balances itself out. And then also just thinking about getting kids that will work for you, right? Like they're always going to volunteer to help do something or make my life easier because I've built that connection with them. Yeah. I love that idea of the energy that you're doing it anyway. We're going to be spending things energy wise, but to do it in a positive way that's feeding into you positively and with them because there are some days where you're just completely spent. Especially if I've gotten to the point where it's been negative, 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 and the class is out of control. It's a full moon, whatever has happened, right? (laughs) That thing is real. Um, But to invest, to be specific about investing your time into being proactive and building these relationships pays dividends in the end. Yes. I love that. Absolutely. And it kind of goes to that thinking of with growth mindset too. Like we have this idea that can all students learn? I think most teachers would say, oh yeah, all kids can learn, Mm -hmm. especially if they're given the right tools. But do we have that mindset as well with behavior? Or are you saying, you know, this kid is diagnosed 
and you know bipolar or this kid has this issue or this kid has this issue are we then putting them in a box and saying there's nothing that can be done about it or do we think with a growth mindset and say it can you can grow you can move beyond your behavior and I'm going to help because I'm going to invest my time in you as well yeah and I think that goes back to just like realizing that they're all different people yeah and that sometimes they need different things finding out kind of what motivates an individual kid so maybe they you know maybe they're oppositional defiant but they really like music so maybe allowing them to listen to music will they will then do their work and it takes away some of that or you know if you do this thing for 30 minutes you have five minutes to do this other thing that's enjoyable for you Mm -hmm. so and maybe you know I know there are teachers like well I don't do that for the other 21 kids Mm -hmm. in my class well (laughs) the other 21 kids in your class don't need that the same way that you know not all kids need the same reading accommodations or math accommodations you I think we're really quick to meet academic accommodations, and Mm -hmm. we don't think about behavior ones. Yeah, such a good point. (laughs) And that is something I know I've said, like, but what about my other kids that are going to have, you know, they're seeing him get this this time, but that's not what they need. Yeah, and I think that's just being open with your kids, teaching kids about equity and equality and how that looks and, you know, talking about this is how we are equitable for each other in more ways than just the ones we typically see. Right, right. So you've given a lot of different pieces of advice already, but if you could pick like one piece of advice that you'd give to a teacher who's listening and say, okay, I've really got to be better about building relationships with my students, meaningful relationships with them. Um, what would be one piece of advice that you'd give to a teacher wanting to do that? Mm. Who maybe doesn't even know where to start? Yeah, I would say just finding one way to connect with like each kid and it doesn't have to be every day but you know maybe pick one kid every day that you're going to be like find one thing they're interested with and Mm -hmm. try and connect there yeah yeah so it's not so overwhelming yeah like today is brandy i'm focusing on brandy yes (laughs) i love it i love it well we always wrap up our show with the same question and so um it's if you could pick one area in education to spark change and ignite a shift in behavior what would that be so we say i want to ignite what Um, I want to ignite a change in the way we talk about students. Mm. Yeah. Can you say more about that? Um, Just like as you were saying, you know, the student, the way that we talk about them impacts the way we treat them. Yeah. So when you're constantly talking about one student in a negative way, you're always going to approach them negatively. Mm -hmm. So I would like, I feel like we're really quick to complain about students instead of like having those conversations with your team about the positive things that occurred with your kids in class that day, the light bulbs that went off, the student who a week ago only wrote a sentence and this week they're writing a paragraph, like though we need more of those conversations. Absolutely. And I think that takes to setting the tone on campus of not just kind of going into it, right? Because it's so easy to be like, oh my gosh, tell me about it. She did this last, last week. But to really stand up and say, Hey guys, I I heard a teacher say, you know, I I really care what you guys think. I really respect you all as teachers. So if I hear you guys talking about that, I'm going to take it to heart. So I really want to just make sure that everything we're talking about is positive. And the you know the line in the sand that that would draw to be able to say, I love you guys, I respect you guys, and I I I can't talk about the kids this way because it'll mess me up. You know, I got work to do. Yes. 
I agree. <laughs> it's in our words and it impacts our actions. So, so powerful. I love that you're in your third year teaching and you're hitting the ground running. Joining us for Leading from the Classroom, we just got accepted into yes, that. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> Super exciting. Um, and I think that's really, I think what's setting you off to be so, so, so impactful already is that you're hitting the ground running and you're framing things in a way that what does equity look like? What does um, the way that I'm speaking, how does that impact my kids? And how do I do things and not just stay in this box of what's safe? So I appreciate you sharing your, your insights and your experiences, Brandy. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for joining us. Are you fired up? You can continue to fuel the fire by connecting with us here in teacher engagement. Every month we host virtual all teacher seminars and we also have ongoing programs designed to support teachers wherever they're at in their teaching career. Whether you're a new teacher or a teacher leader, there is a way to get plugged in. Follow us on social media at, at @teachengagepcps to see all that we have going on. Let's keep that spark alive and join forces with others who have chosen to stay ignited. Thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to the Ignite Project on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or watch online at the Polk County Public Schools YouTube channel. To learn more about the Ignite Project and other Polk County Public Schools podcasts, go to polkschoolsfl.com forward slash podcasts.